Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatarium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. So, honestly, I say that I'm pre-recorded, which is true. This is going to be a pre-recorded podcast by the time you guys get to hear it, but... I'm also recording this live right now on twitch.tv slash phantasmaplumes, where I have my live chat going, and I'm also doing this as my first talk on wisdom. So, honestly, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of work has gone into uh, setting all this up, and you know, right now we are not currently doing guest, but hopefully within the next time or a time after, we will be able to say, okay... Hey, I want professionals in the area to come in and just have conversations and figure out, you know, other people's thoughts on the topics we're covering. Speaking of which, that brings me to today's topic. We're talking about, you know, getting ready to leave a job. You know, I think a lot of us have been in the situation where we are either, you know, unhappy where we're currently working or we're wanting to explore more in our life. And we just kind of, you know, feel either like we can't leave because of, you know, job obligations or, you know, money obligations or, you know, just even fa- like friend obligations. You know, the coworkers that you have, you feel like you'd be abandoning them. And honestly, I'm here to spend the next, you know, 45 minutes, an hour. Who knows? We never know how long these things go for. But... <laughs> We will spend a good chunk of time talking about, you know, the four main reasons why you should feel okay with leaving a job. And, you know, before I really get too, too deep into our topic today, I do just want to say, if you guys have any questions at any point, you know, you guys want me to talk about more experiences that I've gone through, by all means, feel free to ask. Wisdomers, to those listening to me on the Wisdom app... You are more than welcome to ask questions, and I will answer them after the show. But I am incredibly excited to be able to do both of these at the same time. I can't guarantee I will do these like this every time, but I think it's a new bit of energy that, honestly, I'm just excited. Like, to kind of back it up for the Wisdomers and, you know, new uh, podcast listeners... The whole point of the show is to inspire, to give people strength, to motivate, you know, everybody in everyday life. Kind of in the perspective, though, of a young, uh, you know, 27-year-old. I guess you'd call me millennial, but I'm more like a Gen X, maybe. I don't know. Uh, But regardless, or Gen Z, I don't know how any of these things work, man. (laughs) Just... Call me Seth and let's get going, you know? <laughs> Jello says, I'm eating a talkie. Nicely, though. <laughs> but I really do, at the end of the day, want to impart people with a smile and a bit of confidence to face the adversity of their lives. This truly is the podcast for, hey, if you need to pick me up or want to laugh about stupid things, well, here we are. So, Come on, hang out, ask questions, and ultimately have fun. Because the things we talk about today might help somebody tomorrow. God, I sound professional as all else right now. (laughs) Honestly, I feel good about that. (laughs) But, of 
of course, as I've said, this is being recorded live in front of Wisdom, and it's also being lively done in front of uh, twitch.tv slash phantasmablooms, where I have a live chat going. And, you know, in the future, I'm hoping to make it so that way my Wisdomers and my Twitch chat can come on and ask questions vocally, so on and so forth. Ooh. But also, to add on to everything, and I promise I'll turn it all back around, if you guys want to talk about things we've previously covered, uh, like, for example, last week we had a conversation about, um, I think last week we had a conversation, oh, why fall was amazing. And then the week before that, we had a conversation about being okay with yourself. We cover a whole spectrum of topics here, and honestly, I do not mind going off-topic to be like, hey, let's talk about this for a little bit, you know? Would you? And that's something you'll find with me, too, is I am very much a 3D thinker. I can jump between 10 different topics and bring it all back to the main one, which is also how I'm bringing it back to today's topic. Oh, you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> so, really to start off, The reason why I wanted to talk about leaving a job is because I've had a bunch of friends come up to me recently saying they're looking for new jobs, they are ready to go, and honestly, I'm kind of in the same process, you know, same kind of mindset, where I have been kind of been headhunted, um, and the opportunity I've been given to apply for, at least could be very much life-changing. But at the same time, I'm faced with a conundrum that I think a lot of people kind of feel at times, where you feel a sense of, I guess, family, I guess would be the best word for it. You know, chat, you're more than welcome to interrupt and be like, oh, no, this is the better word for it. Um, But... It really is just like you want to leave, but you just don't know if it's the right time, like whether or not it's a safe decision, it's, you know, or whether or not everything's going to work out. It's a new venture and it's scary. It truly is one of the scariest things to do, making a leap of faith. But as so many of us would be told, you kind of got to make these leaps of faith to figure out, hey, this worked, this didn't. And so on and so forth. So, in getting, like, into that mindset of being able to make that jump, I think there are kind of four main things that we really need to reflect on as far as, you know, whether or not you're ready to make that jump. And to kind of let go of the emotional weights, that baggage that working at a company for a long time can put on you. The first, and like, And I have a small spreadsheet of notes, but, you know, I'm going to be incredibly upfront here. As I said, I'm currently going through the same process where I'm debating leaving my current job that I've been there for, you know, about two years. And to give you guys some background, I'm a systems administrator. So my job is basically everything under the sun when it comes to IT. You know, that means I do the basic stuff like installing software and building computers for new users and doing hardware repairs to doing advanced things like setting up 
you know, brand new web servers, setting up different licenses so that way, or not licenses, but certificates, so that way various APIs can talk across DMZ zones, which, you know, I know all that's high-level talk, but it's just the field that I work in. (laughs) You know, and it's concepts like that that I have to also make easy for everybody. You know, it is one of those blessings of a field that I can ultimately just kind of sit in, absorb so much information. Like every day I get to learn so many different things and the knowledge that I'm building and accumulating really kind of tethers me to this job because you start learning things about the company that only you know and you start building up what I call what fuck I can't say that what everybody calls emotional baggage where you basically have a commitment to the company. You feel as though you are responsible for X, Y, and Z. And if you were to leave, you'd leave this massive hole And depending on your field and what job you're in, because this is universal. Like, yes, I could say, oh, if I leave, you know, the patch management system that I have set up, as well as all the security checks and intrusion detection systems would go unmonitored. Well, that's true. But if you're an HR professional, who's going to hire? Who's going to fire? Who's going to go up to, you know, Alex on his birthday and be like, Hey, happy birthday. Here's a company card and you know, a cake or, you know, say you're an accountant who's going to handle your accounts. Are they going to be upset that you're gone? You know, all these different ramifications start infesting into your mind and it makes that decision to leave that much harder. So, you know, and then when it comes time, you could be given This glorious opportunity, like to bring it back just a tiny bit for people that are just joining in. um, You know, I've talked to friends that are considering leaving jobs because they are unhappy. Me, I'm considering leaving my job because I've been headhunted. And for those who don't know what that means, that basically means somebody from another company found my profile on LinkedIn and said, hey, I see you can do X, Y, and Z. I need somebody that can do X, Y, and Z. You look like a great fit. You know, I'd like to, you, I'd like to make an offer to you of X amount. And, you know, would you be willing to leave your company and come to mine? It is very common in tech fields like IT, like mine. But it's also, you know, if you are a talkative type, like if you're someone that's in front of people, like if you're a salesperson, if you're a... HR lead and you go to those kind of business conferences and managers, other companies will try and hire you on. And then you start facing this moral dilemma of, do I leave the company that I'm at or do I stay where I am because it's familiar to me? I think everybody at some point has felt that way. And so I want to introduce to you guys Four things that you need to consider. It's the four things that, as I've been fighting this mindset too, that I've kind of come across. And, you know, I hope if you guys have any, uh, you know, points of relevancy to, you know, whether or not you should leave a company, I hope you guys will let me know too. So that way, when we come back next week 
if we do another live recording, um, I can bring them up and be like, okay, hey, so-and-so talked about this, and this is actually a really good point. So, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to lie. I feel so much more professional sitting in front of Wisdom, like watching my little icon flash and flash, even though I'm doing this on Twitch at the same time. I know I've probably said that like four or five times now, and I apologize, but (laughs) I feel like I'm actually giving a business conference on Wisdom rather than, you know, going my full crude route that I'd usually go on a podcast itself. Not saying that I'm like, you know, aggressive or anything like that. I just cuss a lot. <laughs> and you know, it just I swear I swear like a sailor. And <laughs> I um ultimately just cuz that's how I am. I keep it, you know, easy with people. I don't want anybody to ever come up to me and be like, "Oh man, I I don't feel like I can talk to you because you speak at such a professional level." Like, no. I really do another thing for all the wisdomers coming in and anyone who's jumping in on Twitch chat to talk with all or talk with all of us is I really try to present myself in the way you're going to find me out in the wild. Like if you ran out to a tech conference and you saw me walking around and we were just to start up a conversation, the me that you're hearing right now or seeing if you're watching on Twitch um, is the me that you get. I don't want to have like this fake personality because Ultimately, yeah, I could go onto a website and find, oh, the top ten reasons why it's okay to leave a company. But it wouldn't do anything. It's not from the heart. It's not from experience. And I feel as though we all kind of relate to each other more when we drop the facade of, you know, yes, I am Seth, the systems admin. No, I'm Seth, the dude. I'm Seth, the 27-year-old. I'm Seth, the guy that's, you know, going to tell you a life lesson. And I hope you you know, jello in this instance, um, feel comfortable enough to pipe up and be like, Hey, yeah, actually I want to talk more about this. Wow. All right. So let's circle it all back around and (laughs) good Lord, Ramu, but let's circle it all back around. I've mentioned a couple of times now that across my couple of days of thinking about things, um, I've come up with four main points that really kind of are my reasons to say, okay, if this offer comes through, maybe I will leave. You know, and I've already presented the myriad of reasons why I feel like I should stay. The biggest being, if I leave, I'm going to leave a hole in the company. That's why I feel like that's in my heart and soul, because I've developed such a bond with the company and with my coworkers. It's something that I'm incredibly proud of. Like when I go to work, I am incredibly proud at the end of the day that I've put in the hours that I did, that I've developed the programs that I have, that I have made my coworkers' lives easier because I am there protecting them. If I were to leave, you know, I feel as though I would leave my company vulnerable. And there would be a bit of a crisis to that. But, you know, you really got to start considering your own well-being. Because point one of all of this is employment is simply a business agreement. That's it. You know, we would all love to say, oh, yeah, no, I'm irreplaceable. I'm this. I'm that. You know, I'm the best system admin there is around. I'm the best HR person. 
But really, we all are just, and it sucks to say, but we all are cogs in the game. You know, well, <laughs> Jello, you be out two dollars. I've already cost. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry, Twitch chat's going off. But you ultimately feel as though you're this great asset to the company. And don't get me wrong, you absolutely could be. You could be stellar at your job, but you are replaceable at the end of the day. Whether it be by choice or not, it's a scary thing to admit, but this is why, and like, side tangent, this is why documentation is so important in work. You know, if you do a job that only you do, absolutely take notes of what you're doing. Not only for yourself, but for people that will replace you one day. Especially if they're insider things that you do just for your company. That is specific to your company. Like for example, my onboarding process for when I'm bringing on a new user is going to be completely different than any other IT person out there. Because ultimately, I talk and I you know train in various different ways that may not be applicable to a new company. Maybe they don't have multi-factor authentication like we have. Maybe they use Gmail instead of Outlook, so on and so forth. By keeping those records down, not only do you better teach yourself, like, hey, taking good notes is a great way to remember things, but you also help transition somebody else into your role so maybe part of that that burden of i'm going to leave a hole in the company no you you patch some of that you made it easier for them out of the respect you have for the company it is completely okay to take notes and say hey i'm leaving here's my notes on how i did you know my accounting work and then when the next person comes through because here's the thing too is you doing that may actually put a couple of light bulbs in front of your manager's, or in front of your, uh, or on top of your manager's head. Above? Above. That's the proper word. <laughs> but above your manager's head, like, wait, so-and-so is doing all this work? This should be divided between two people, three people at least, and your departure from the company may actually benefit them. You know? But again, unfortunately, we are all human. We want to be super users. We want to be super people and be the heroes to our company. Some of us get so devoted to it and get married to our jobs that sometimes we will overlook family for our work, which, by the way, that in itself is a problem. You know, and I'm saying this as somebody who's a workaholic. I used to see that as a great thing. But in recent months, ever since I've like really started to take control of my life again, and I left out of a toxic work environment to this new one, I have started to realize that being a workaholic isn't a blessing. Being able to work well under deadlines isn't the, as great as it is to, or it isn't as great as it sounds. Because ultimately, you're sacrificing more of yourself for a company that could replace you. And the worst part of it is, is it could be your choice or not. You could be walking, you know, you could be walking home from work and a bus take you out. You know, I always joke about that with my boss, you know, just like, all right, here's all my notes of how I implemented this program just in case I get hit by a bus. 
you know, and I always follow it up with, well, at least my student loans would be covered, but, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be in the hospital for X amount of days, so you, you can handle it. <laughs> but that's also kind of the mindset you have to have because, yes, your, morta- your morality, no, mortality, that's the right word. Wow, I can think of words today. <laughs> your mortality is a factor to your employment. You know, you could easily get sick, you could get hurt. As much as you don't want that to happen, it's the truth. It's the scary truth, but we're human, we're fragile. So, you know, you might end up leaving a job tomorrow without really anticipating it. And that's the scariest part. But, you know, it could also be another factor. Like, you could go into work tomorrow and, lo and behold, because the economy sucks, you're... Being let go because you're considered, you know, an easy cost to let go to the company. You can, And that's the thing. You could be the best at what you do. But, no, sorry, man. There's no money left to pay you. We got to... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys can hear the uh, engine revving by the apartment, but good Lord. Um, but, sorry, we got to make sure our uh, investors get a yacht this year. So, yeah, bye-bye. Or, you know, it's the same thing with a merger, too. You feel as though your job's secure because at your current company, you are doing amazing work. They appreciate you. But when your company gets bought out and these new people come in, well, hey, they already have, you know, a master accountant. So you being a master accountant, eh, we don't need you. We can either bump you down to, you know, junior accountant and or you can leave. And that's the crap part of it all. And again, you know, to bring back the point, employment is a business agreement. You agreed to work for them, and they agreed to employ you. But at the end of the day, we are all replaceable. So this emotional baggage that we end up building, feeling as though the company is our family, well, sometimes family stabs you in the back. It sucks. And again, I'm going to say that so many times, because again, I think we've all been there. There's a person at our job that we really like, or we really like our manager. Even if we hate the job, if we have like a good crew of people that we really hang out with, like people that we go out with outside of work, like I'll tell you this, when I left my retail job way back a couple of years ago, like I think this is probably now five years ago at this point, holy crap, time flies. (laughs) This is just another realization that I'm getting old. (laughs) 27, good Lord. But anyway, when I left my retail job, I was distraught. You know, and that's the thing is, I graduated. I got my degree in information security and assurance. I was ready to get a full-time system admin position or an IT administrator position just to get out and have my first quote-unquote big boy job. And I didn't want to leave You know, I didn't want to leave the retail location because I had such great friends there. Like, yeah, the job sucked, but it didn't matter. I had a group of friends that I could go into work every day and just laugh and have a good time. And at least when the managers weren't around and then, you know, cut the rug with the guests that come through. It was just fun. And to leave that, to jump away from that, to go into a place I had no clue whether or not this would all work out, it was terrifying to me. But it worked. 
it wasn't the greatest job, and that's why I ended up leaving it like two years later. But, you know, it it's the greatest truth is sometimes you got to make that jump. So, and I've kind of alluded to the second point that I wanted to bring up today is your own growth and development matter. You know, when we go to work every day, we have the opportunity to grow upon ourselves as much as we want. We may do the same job over and over and over again. You might be an Amazon packager, you know, or you may be running, you might work the dairy section over at Target. You doing this, like, and you could be doing the exact same thing. Oh, hey, I got a package. I've been using the X a lot today, but hey, I got to go package, you know, 10 boxes and get them shipped out. I need to stock the dairy section and do uh, first in, first out and make sure there's no, you know, open holes in my displays. You might do the same thing every day, but you doing the same thing, that repetition, you get better at it, whether or not you realize it or not, you know, and whether or not management realizes it or not. You yourself continue to improve. And it may not be in the sense of, you know, doing your job well. You might just be building strength. You might be building, you know, work ethic. You might It's not just a work-centric type improvement. You know, you're growing in different ways. And that in itself is something to be proud of. You know, even... Because that's the thing, too, is... Even if you feel like you're doing the bottom of the base job, you are doing it well and you are getting better and you might get noticed and put into a better position. But also something to consider, too, is the longer you stay at a company, the more repertoire you build up, the more the better that looks to another company. You know, no company wants to hire somebody that jumps around a lot. And that in itself might be a reason why you aren't leaving your job now. You want to stick around and find out what this job can offer you. Or, you know, you just recently came to this job and, you know, you're not going to, or it's like if you leave now, it's just going to be like a five-month gig, which might be a red flag to companies. You know, I'm going to say this as somebody that's done hiring. I ultimately will make the point to ask the question, Hey, I've noticed at your last job, you were only there for, you know, three months, four months, what have you. Why? And that, and really, it comes down to like the quite or the response that I'm given, whether or not, okay, this is actually a legitimate reason, or, you know, they just don't care and they just think it'd be easier somewhere else or something like that. Whew. Man, I've been. I've actually been impressed how well I've been able to keep a consistent thought going. (laughs) But, no. To their point, if I'm given a reason like the managers suck or, you know, I was promised X. God, I've been saying X. I need to get like, do you guys, side tangent real quick. Do you guys remember back in the day when your parents would say, oh, if you, you know, curse or if you... Uh, use an expression too much. If you want to break a habit, really, you need to take a rubber band and just slap it against your wrist every time you, or like wear it around your wrist. And then when you do the thing, you're supposed to pull it and let it go. And the pain's supposed to help. Man, that never worked for me. (laughs) But in that one instance, I'm like, I need to just get something to start flicking myself. (laughs) 
Use a chair? No, I'm not going to use a chair. <laughs> oh, dear Lord, Jello. But anyway, to go back to what I was saying, um, you ultimately feel, or like, you could be the best at what you do, and you are still, like, every day that you do it, you're building up. You're building a better repertoire, and honestly, that's something to be proud of. But, you know, when it comes to those conversations that I have with people that are leaving companies super early, certain reasons stand out. And certain reasons to me as a potential hirer would be, you know, I don't like my manager because of X, I need to get that stretch. I need to get that rubber band. Um, I don't like my manager because they are taking advantage of my kindness or the workload that I've been given is nowhere near what I was told or the pay I was supposed to get was not what I agreed to and they have not changed it. Those reasons stand out to me as this person wants to continue growing, they want to improve upon themselves, and that is a great reason to hire somebody. And those same reasons are a great reason to leave a job. Because, again, your own growth and development in your field matter. If you feel as though you are getting like taking advantage of, if you don't have a good working relationship with your coworkers, if you feel as though you've hit just you know a wall as far as your development goes, then maybe it's time to seek greener pastures. It ultimately is not a bad thing to leave a company on good terms. I will be the first to admit that the company that I'm at now, I. I don't really have any complaints about, you know, yes, there are a couple of users that I have that drive me up the wall. Like I could go into full on rants about these people, but overall I enjoy the people that I work with. I, you know, enjoy what I learn. And I feel as though the longer I say the company, even though I'm not getting paid as much as I want to be, or, you know, possibly as much as this headhunting company that wants me, uh, would pay me, I'm getting experience that will later help me on my future job search, further down my career. So that, to everybody listening in, is something I want to impart more than anything else, is if you feel as though, like, if you can make a list of pros and cons, if experience is your biggest pro, maybe it's still time to go. Because there's nothing saying that you're not going to learn something amazing on the other side. Yes, you might be able to do a whole bunch of things here, but why not take the leap and see what the new experience has for you? Because again, it also comes back to, you know, your own well-being. And this is kind of a dual-edged sword, I will fully admit this. Where you yourself deserve to learn and grow and get what you deserve. You know, I know it's repetitive, but it's the truth. You deserve the pay that you should be getting. If you're getting. (laughs) Um, If you are doing the job of three people, you deserve the salary of three people. Like, yes, I understand the economy is hard right now. It's hard on everybody. But... If you are working harder 
that should mean that there either is a raise on the horizon or you're getting it when you accept the new responsibility. That's the thing, too, is right now a big thing in my generation, you know, the young 20s, mid-20s, like closer to I am, and 30s are all about quiet quitting. Where you basically, for those who don't know what it is, you basically only do what you're responsible to do. You don't take on any extra opportunities. I wish I could quiet quit. But my field, IT, is so diverse in the needs and wants. Like, I might spend an hour tomorrow just reading up about uh, different attack vectors, different developing viruses and security threats that might be a problem to my company. I can't just sit there and wait for a help ticket to come in. You know, mind you, I'm like the highest of the high as far as, you know, IT culture goes. I'm a system admin. But, you know, if I had help desk people and they just sat there and just only waited for tickets to come in, you know, I kind of got to give them the boot for that. Because, unfortunately, we need a strong, ever-going, ever-developing workforce. But, all that said, you ultimately shouldn't be doing more work than what you're being paid for. You need to be... Because three things are impacted. Your physical well-being, your mental well-being, and your emotional well-being. You might think, oh, yo, I can easily handle the job of three people. But, eventually, you start getting tired. You start getting home, you're exhausted, your free time, the time in which you are supposed to enjoy from work, is now being drained away from you without you even knowing it. Because you agreed. You were doing the work of three people. And that, you know, and then all of a sudden, it's not just, oh, you come home tired every night. No, you come home tired, you flop on the bed, your hobbies get neglected, your relationships get neglected, you don't go out with friends anymore on the weekends because you just need to sleep because you're that tired. Your physical well-being, you need to get sleep. You need to be able to relax. When 5 o'clock rolls by, I know it is incredibly hard for certain people. Me being one of those people. (laughs) But when 5 o'clock rolls by, you need to be able to put down whatever work you're doing. Unless it is a business critical emergency. Like you would have, like here's the thing. Alright, and this is something that I'm teaching myself too. Is if you are going to stay late, you better have a great business reason as to why you're staying late. Like for me, I can make the excuse that I'm programming right now. And if I stop where I'm at, I'm going to lose my train of thought. Because, hey, when I program, I just go into a mindset of, all right, I got to get X, Y, and Z done. This, you know, I need to put in these commands to call for these APIs. And if I don't get this done, when I come in tomorrow, even, yes, I might be more rested and I might have fun. I don't know where I'm going to be. And that's going to cost me more time. And that's just not fun for anyone. Or, you know, to give you an example for today, I had a security alert. You know, I had a red alert that a user had gotten a vulnerability known in a hacking organization um, that could just completely destroy my network. Oh, you best bet your boy stayed behind (laughs) to take care of that. And, you know, I've got it in the works. I've got it fixed up. Um, It was, thankfully, 
it was a false alarm. And, you know, in return for doing all the work that I've done, I'm getting this user a stronger computer. I'm upgrading it for them. So, you know, my extra work is going to benefit somebody, make their job easier. Yeah, no, that's a great reason. But if it's something stupid, like you're just working on typing up notes for a project, something you could easily come back to tomorrow, hey, yo, when five o'clock comes by, or, you know, be entirely fair to yourself, if you can't leave at five, make a hard line at 5.30. At 5.30, set an alarm and just say, okay, it's time to go. Don't snooze it. Don't, you know, and like, here's the thing too. You can make, or there's an app called uh, Alarmy. It's available on Android and I think on the iPhone. But what it does is you can set up an account. It's free for at least most of it. And you can make it give you math problems. So that way when 530 rolls about, you have to solve three math problems in order for the alarm to shut up. That is a great way to make yourself hard stop. Sometimes you, and that's the thing too, is there's a bunch of great alarm clocks that you can get in different cues, different things that you have to get up and interact with that make you stop and realize, wait, I just walked away from work. I can stop here. That is completely fine. And you can then get to take care of your physical well-being. And also, you know, to go on to the mental and emotional sides of things, Mental well-being, as we know, you need to be able to get away from work. You can't just be, a, you know, slave to the job. We are hired to do a job, yes. But that does not mean we are supposed to spend our lives working there. And honestly, we have our own lives at home. Sure, they may not be the greatest all the time, but they appreciate us. If you have a pet, I guarantee you it appreciates you when you walk in. If you have a family, I guarantee you they love saying, welcome home. Because you work hard. You deserve to be able to sit at home and enjoy yourself. And again, that goes beyond, or that goes without saying, that goes for your emotional well-being too. And again, I am going to be the one that fights you the hardest for all this because I am doing that myself. You know, currently at my job, I will stay after till 6, till 7, till 8. I will leave work, come home, sit down at the computer, and start working again after sitting in traffic for 35 minutes. My girlfriend will come up, greet me at the door, and be happy to see me. And then, unfortunately, I got to look her in the face and say, baby, I, I got more work I got to do. The disappointment in her voice alone. Like, should make me stop, and I'm working on it. I guarantee you I am. It's hard. Like, that's another huge thing of this entire thing. It is incredibly hard to be okay to say, hey, it's time to go. Because, again, you build up both a physical, mental, well, I guess both wasn't the right term, but you build up a physical wall, a mental wall, an emotional wall as to why you can't leave this job. And sometimes you have to tear those walls down brick by brick. And sometimes those bricks that you tear down are the people around you, the people that will help you tear down those walls. The people that care about you, who miss you because you're at work all the time. That you gotta go. You know, it's funny. 
there's a lot of shade tossed to working from home. Or not working from home, but just getting away from work at a reasonable time. You know, certain cultures even look down on it if you don't stay late. Like, it's a big thing in Japan. I know this is a side tangent, but it's a big thing in Japan, for example, where companies expect you to work overtime. And it's you're looked down on if you leave early. Well, you know, even if it's for an emergency. Thankfully, some of us live in countries where that's not the norm. But we are still expected to work these ridiculous hours because other managers come in and say, Hey, so-and-so, hey, Wisdomer, hey, Twitch viewer, listen, uh, I know you were about to leave. I know it's 4.45 on a Friday, but uh, I really need this report done by 5 o'clock, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and go. I got some friends at the bar, I mean some colleagues that I need to discuss business with. Guys, you cannot allow some manager or whoever take advantage of you. You have to take care of yourself because really a company is not going to give back what you are giving them. It's the coldest, hardest truth to accept, especially when you're indebted to the company. That company might have been the reason why you bought a car. That company might have been the reason why you moved to the city. The company might have been your first job out of college and you feel a sense of, you know, I guess... I, I don't know what the right word would be off the top. Commitment, I guess? And when you don't live up to it, you feel like you failed the company. But really, the company has failed you if you are at this point. Oh, man. And, like, you know, we've talked about all three types of well-being that are impacted by you. But one thing we don't really consider, too, and this brings me to my next point is you your well-being impacts your co- or your colleagues because look you might be the super person that handles everything but the longer you stay there could actually be a detriment to the company when you leave because you were like you were the go-to person you were the person that you know anytime Jeff from accounting came to I love how I've been saying accounting all night tonight. I don't I don't think I have any like I don't think I have any beef with any accountants. Maybe maybe it's the stock things I was looking at earlier. <laughs> Side tangent. But um no, maybe you are the master accountant that can answer every question about every person that you've worked with because you've just been there that long and you have taken on responsibilities that really shouldn't have been yours in the first place. And, you know, when it comes time to leave, well, your colleagues don't know what to do because you were their savior. You were their grace. You were their everything. And you left. How could you? You've let the company down. You're going to make us lose money. No, no. Do not listen to that for one minute because you know what? You leaving might be the best thing for the company because they realize a vulnerability. They realize this is a sink or swim moment. And if the company fails because you aren't there, then that company was destined to fail anyway. And you know, to add on to other things as well, look, if you are tired at your job, you're not going to perform as well. 
and your coworkers might have to pick up the slack because, hey, whoopsie doopsie, you know, <laughs> you you made a little messy wessy on this uh, very important WD forty. Wait, WD forty? No, W W W four guys. I know taxes, please. <laughs> But, no, you made a, you know, little messy-wessy on this little error here. And now, you know, Carol from HR is going to have to fix your entire, you know, IRA. I'm tossing together so many different things, and I apologize. But you get the point of what I'm trying to make here, <laughs> you know? Um, but when you're tired, you're not going to perform well. And this, you know, is a complete side tangent of everything I've talked about here. But you also got to be able to take vacations. A lot of companies give us PTO that a lot of us also will just say, oh, well, I don't need to go on vacation. I don't need to, you know, take this week down in Florida. I have deadlines coming up. You are given paid time off for a reason. Do not be afraid to take it. You know? But so many of us are because of, you know, different work cultures and different mindsets and different managers pressuring us to get everything done before we even go. And honestly, if that's happening to you, this is another sign that you need to GTFO from your company. Ha. <sighs> Man, that felt good to say. <laughs> but no. When you're tired, when you're emotionally tired, when you're mentally tired, you're going to make mistakes. It's natural. It's human. You know, the joke is to err is human. But, hey, yo, you're going to be erring a lot if you're not taking care of yourself. You're going to get sick. You're going to make accidents. You're going to cause more damage than good if you're not taking care of yourself. So, you know, if you are at the point of exhaustion at your current company then, hey, yo, it is time to go. (laughs) Let's go. Pack your stuff. Put in your two weeks. Let's go. And, you know, the thing is, too, is when you leave a company, they absolutely may just look at you and be like, wait, Anon, we we really need you to stay, you know, at least through quarter four. We'll, We'll give you a bonus. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. And I'll be entirely upfront with y'all. All right. I'm going to tell you a real-life story that happened to me at my last job. When I was ready to leave the company, I, at first, didn't want to go. I ended up staying at that company for an extra seven months that I should have. And you know what? It cost me a lot. And I'll tell you why. So, let's rewind the clock a little bit. We are sitting in, I'd say, November 2020. I had recently gotten to a car accident after my birthday. Uh, I had gotten T-boned. It was not my fault, but I was cited at fault because to kind of explain all this, that really doesn't matter. When I was trying to make a left turn, I had yielded. The light had turned red and I was out in the middle of the road. You're allowed to lead off where I'm at. And the person that hit me, ran a red light, and plowed into my passenger side. Not at the front, no, directly into the middle of my car. When I say this was a T-bone, I guarantee you, if you're sitting on top of the building nearby, it make a perfect T. And of course, you know, 
even though, because that's the thing, they sped up to run the red light. So they hit me dead on, but because, you know, state law says you have to yield to oncoming traffic, even though they ran the red light, and I have video evidence of them running the red light, I was cited at fault. Now, whether or not I think that's fair is a whole nother conversation, but, you know, that is two years ago coming up in November. We can worry about that later. (laughs) But anyway, I went to my bosses and I was like, look, you know, I've been working here for two years now. Um, I haven't gotten a raise in over the year. I, I need to go buy a new car so that way I can continue to work here. Um, you know, but I'm going, I'm going to buy a used car unless you tell me I can get a raise, you know, cause I can't afford both a car payment and an increase in rent that was also coming down the line. I was promised by the CFO that by the end of January, I'd get a raise. Well, you know, let, let me fast forward a little bit. I told y'all it's seven months. I stayed there. My friends and I had a running joke that... Every day, because, like, Jane 1 came, and I was like, okay, well, Jan 2nd, let's be fair, we were closed. Um, but Jan 2 came, and I was like, okay, when can I expect that raise? Because I went out, I acted as I was told to act. Go buy a new car, we will take care of you. I've never been lied to more in my life. And so I was stuck with a car payment, and my rent had increased. Joy. So I went up to the CFO again. I was like, hey, you know, it's January. When, like, and mind you, this was in November. So a month had passed. I bought this car and I was like, okay, hey, uh, bestie, when can I get that raise? And he's like, oh, we are going through the company right now and we are giving raises to everybody or, you know, people that deserve them. You are on the list for a raise we will get you taken care of. I had a running joke with some friends that was every day after Jan 31. No, it's, you know, Feb 1. No, that doesn't exist. It's January 32nd. Ah, uh, nah, March? March 1st? Nah, it's January, January, like, 60th. When I finally left the company... It was well over January 153 because I trusted them. I thought the company that I had spent so much time with, the company that I built an entire office, like I ran the wiring, I programmed every computer going in there so that way it was ready to go for all the new people that we had in. I cut wall, I cut like drywall. So that way I could run extensions down the lines and mess with electricity after the electricians messed things up. I saved that company over $10,000 in doing that alone. When it came time for me to leave, they asked me, they said, you know, Seth, what, what, what reason, like, why are you leaving? Now, mind you, there were multiple reasons at this point. You know, my division sounded like it was going to close in the next couple of weeks. Like, they constantly said, like, oh, you know, the economy's going to hell. Uh, We are, this is bad. 
it's going terribly. We're going to be closed. We can't handle like, and that's the thing too, is we had so many bad managers coming in that the work environment went from a very friendly place to toxic as all else. And I was like, look, these are the reasons why I'm leaving. But the main reason was I was promised in January or in November that I would get a raise in January. You know what's funny? The day I called my boss, because, you know, we worked in two different locations. Uh, I handled the North District of, like, 15 different locations, and he handled the South of Me locations, which are, like, seven. But I called my boss, and I said, boss, ma'am, I got bad news. And he's like, well, wait, before you say anything, I got good news. I'm like, all right, what you got? Hey, we we finally got you set up for a raise. You know, it's going to be hitting you at the end of the month. I laughed because, you know, I had waited over six months for a raise. I was going in the red and all of a sudden now they had the raise that they had promised me. I let me tell you this, everybody. I was in tears with my district manager's office begging because I'm like, look, I am suffering I am struggling to pay for my necessities. Please, oh please, you promised me a raise. I can't keep doing this. They tried. They apparently had conversations. I was apparently on the list the day I put in my two weeks. They told me what my raise was. I had asked, by the way, by the way, by the way, I had asked for a raise of about mm, 10%. Because over the course of that last year, my job had vastly evolved. I had made complete training documentation for a program that really I didn't really work in. I learned other people's jobs and worked other people's jobs after I made sure mine was done for the day. Or at least taken care of where I could walk away. We had a, a person out of the comp- like in and out of the company for like three months because of hospital issues and or like medical issues because he was in the hospital. I did his job for him. His contacts knew me. Even though I was the IT administrator, I was the representative for multiple contracts. And I laugh. I laugh about it. I was the scheduler. I was the one assigning jobs to people. You know, for another employee who, you know, hadn't taken a vacation in months. The company was failing, and I refused to let it fail. When I presented that to the C-class, when it came time for me to put in my two weeks, because they were completely surprised, you know, really, maybe they paid attention to what was going on with the location I worked at, you know, as as a side thing. But when I left... And I presented all that to them. They're like, we had no idea. I'm like, no, don't lie to me. You absolutely knew. And I was like, look, this is why I feel like I'm worth a $10,000 raise. You know, because this is what I need. When they told me, actually, no, I may have said $15,000. Because they told me, because ultimately I just needed a 10K raise. That's it. You know, You could have kept me there for another few years if you just gave me a raise. And they 
basically said, oh yeah, no, we got your raise. Uh, we're giving you a 2.5% raise. Woo, that's the biggest we've given to anybody in the company. Which was a lie, also. Uh, but yeah, no, here's a 2.5% raise. It was $5,000. I was in the red for a company that did not care. Ayo, it is time to go. I started putting in applications. I found a job. And I, like, I found a job before I left. Obviously, that's going to be my biggest advice of any of this. Before you leave your job, if you are considering it, find another job. Make sure that job, you have accepted a job offer. And you have that in paper. Because I've also had it where I've accepted a job. I was about to put in my two weeks. And they called and said, hey, actually, uh, the job just got cut. Stupid as it is. If you have it in paper... You can absolutely sue and be like, I was promised this job. I you know, have written paperwork saying that this is a valid job position. You did not give it to me. You know, you can press charges. Now, mind you, I'm not an attorney. I know some law because I study it for cybersecurity, but by no means is this legal advice. If you've been wronged, talk to a lawyer. <laughs> That's not me, man. You know, I, I never passed the bar. <laughs> but... No. All that to say, I left that job. They were surprised that I left. And you know what? Maybe they should have paid attention to the signs on the wall. Because it was all there. And now I'm at a great job, but hey, now I'm confronted with the same thing. Of I could get more money elsewhere. I've been headhunted. And now, you know, you kind of come through this whole... Like, all this to say... It's time for me to consider my own growth and development. You know, do I stay at the company where I can get more experience or do I go to the job that I don't know that I might get more money at? And, you know, here's the thing also, guys, is staying at a job because this is the last point I'm going to make. And then I will let you guys go. I'm incredibly thankful for you all being here. But um, the last major thing that you should consider when you are ready to leave a job, is whether or not staying at your current job could bring other problems. And I know that doesn't really make sense off the rip, so let me explain it to you. So, say for example, you are offered a job in a completely different state. And right now, the housing market is terrible. You know? And you were told, hey, if you leave your job now, we will pay for you to move. Well, you know, do you stay here and sell your house and maybe get it or maybe have a loss? Or do you take the leap of faith and go to the other job that, hey, maybe you buying this house in a completely different state, the house value goes up? Or do you stay here and just know you're safe for the time being? You know, unfortunately, even though our work, our lives are all kind of to ourselves and to our immediate friends and family and people around us, the world continues to move on. And the problem that we all really face is if you don't take that opportunity now, will it be there for you in the future? You know, we all play this game. It's, I call it kind of like the lottery effect or the game show effect where imagine if you will, you're on, uh, one of the game shows where it's like, Oh no. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, deal or no deal. Here we go. Perfect example. You mu- you can leave your job, right? And you can 
take whatever suitcase that you have packed, whatever money you have packed in there, well, it's yours. Or you can keep playing the game and you might find a better, you know, better suitcase down the line. And you might get better offers, you might not, depending on what you pull. And at the end of the game, hey, you might have the one penny or you might have the one million dollars in your suitcase. You have kind of, you know, estimators on the side that say, yes, this is a great idea or no, this is not. But ultimately, you don't know. And you have to ask yourself whether or not you want to stay or you want to go. You And that's the thing, too, is sometimes you leave a game show, right? You were currently sitting at $2,500,000. $2,500,000. No, that's right. I said that right. Wow. No? No, I did not. That's the Southern in me coming out. $250,000. All right, you're sitting at that right now. You can either press your luck and maybe find the million, or you might lose it all. And hey, maybe in your chest, you only have the penny. Do you go? Do you stay? Nobody knows. And that's the thing you have to consider is this job offer that you have, it might be the greatest thing that you're going to get for a little while. And by taking it, you allow yourself to continue to grow and develop. It's scary to make those leaps of faith, but they're the things you have to consider. Because the world's going to keep going whether or not you're going with it. It's the unfortunately cruel like point of life that no matter what we want, time will continue to march on. Are you doing the best thing with your time? Staying at a company that isn't treating you well? Or, hey, maybe they are treating you well. Like That's the thing, too. You could be at a great company. You love the people that you work with. But somebody comes by and says, hey, you, you're a programmer? I'm doing a new startup business. I need programmers. That in itself is a whole wild card. Or, you know, maybe you're over at, or maybe you're a teacher, and you get invited to go teach at a college. Do you take the offer, or do you stay with what you know? These are all the things you have to consider. And ultimately, you yourself are going to know whether it's okay or not for you. But let me tell you something, too. Because the name of this podcast isn't whether or not it's okay. No, it is okay. Because let me just be upfront. You yourself may have doubts. That's natural. That's the human thing. You want to stick with what you know because it's safe. You can take a pretty... Like, tomorrow's not guaranteed, but you got a pretty good feeling the sun's going to come up tomorrow. When you leave for a different job, hey, maybe the sun won't come up for a couple of days. But it's a risk, and it's a scary one. But sometimes it's the one you have to take because, again, your employment is just that, a business agreement. They don't owe you anything, and they can terminate you by tomorrow. Or you can get hit by a bus. You know, I don't know about y'all, but (laughs) I hate walking in, like, you know, pedestrian lanes because, hey, yo, some people around here do not know how to drive, and I have absolutely bounced off a hood or two. (laughs) That's a whole conversation for another time. Um, But your growth, your own development, 
they matter. And it's just, it's more than just you yourself as a person. It's you to your future family, you to the people that you know around you, and you to your coworkers. Because if you are sluggish, if you're not performing well, you're going to impact other people, even though you feel like this is the right thing to do. If you're not getting paid the money you deserve to get paid, ayo, it's time to go. You know, that's going to be the slogan for today's podcast. But, you know, staying, just staying around, will you have an opportunity to go for something better later on? Do you know that? You know, of course, nobody really knows what tomorrow brings, but I'm willing to bet that if you are great enough at your job, you will find something that actually values you because that's what you deserve and you know ultimately your well-being is the most important thing of this entire conversation if you are tired of your job if you don't feel like you're making enough money if you don't feel like you're respected or hey maybe you are making money or making great money or you know but this new job can give you a vastly new worldview like maybe you want to travel and this one will send you across the world where you're just sitting in an office right now, then hey, yo, it is time to go. And it is okay. You are completely valid for wanting to leave. And I hope you do. I hope, you know, in this entire conversation, you find your strength and your willpower and you just say, I might cause a little bit of an, you know, an issue leaving. You know, yes, my job is important. I do a lot of amazing things for this company. But at the end of the day, let's be entirely real. That company is probably better than, or better with you leaving than it was with you coming on because of the amazing work you did. And it's time for you to go live your life and become even better and help another company continue to thrive. You might be the reason why a company in the red succeeds and becomes the next Fortune 500. Why wouldn't you do that? And yes, I will be entirely fair with you. This all could come crashing down in your face. You may fall to the ground, but having this confidence... Still waiting on the part where you talk about the benefits and their loss from quitting. <laughs> I can I can get to that right now. Like, real talk. <laughs> that threw me off. <laughs> but no, you may ultimately crash and burn after leaving a company. But, you know, if you make that jump, if you have enough confidence in yourself to make that jump, you will find your way. The important part is just never to stop. You can find the right position for you, and it might take a while, but you'll find it. You just have to be okay with accepting the opportunities that come to you. I by no means am a religious man, but sometimes these blessings that come upon us are divine in nature, and I think we all know when to take those. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth either. The right time will come. And you will know when to go. And if you are already considering it, then A.O., it is time to go. Now, to answer Ramu's question, though, talk about the benefits and their loss from quitting. Look, the biggest benefit is going to be your own well-being. You being able to take care of yourself better 
because you went for a company that respects you more. You found a job that treats you better. You found, you know, a job that enriches you. Because ultimately, yes, while business, like any work that you do is a business agreement, that does not mean you cannot grow and develop from it. And let's see. <laughs> Religious guy who worships Juju. <laughs> um, but look, and their loss is going to be realizing. Well, their loss is going to be. Sorry, my cat was acting up for a little bit. But their loss is going to be them losing you because guess what? They didn't treat you as well as you deserve to be treated. That's going to be their biggest loss because they're going to find out how big of an impact you made at their company. And especially if they are taking advantage of you and they know that they are. Benefits meaning health insurance, dental insurance, 401k. Wah. <laughs> Look. I'm going to be up front with you. Leaving your job and leaving all the benefits behind, yeah, that's a hard thing to do. Especially if you have somebody that's sick or that's struggling in the family that you need those benefits for. But at the same time, you can absolutely search around and talk to other people that want to hire you and be like, hey, you know, I'm living with this issue. I have, you know, a family member that relies on me. I have, you know... I need to go to the dentist because my teeth are all crooked. I'm going to be entirely upfront. My last employer had crap dental. I was paying so much money to get my teeth cleaned. You know, I didn't, when I first went after the first time for like, you know, 18 years, well, probably closer to 15, but regardless, when I went for the first time, I was terrified of how much that thing was going to cost. And I was rightly terrified. Nowadays, I'm at a much better company that, you know, their dental insurance is better. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it's amazing. I still have to pay like 50 to 100 bucks depending on what I get done. But, hey, at least it covers, you know, about 70% of it instead of, you know, good old 20% because, hey, yo, they were based out of Florida. <laughs> Stupid as... I'm going to be polite. I'm not cussing. I'm very professional. <laughs> At least for this. If you guys, for all my wisdom listeners right now, if you find my podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, whatever, you know, Audible too, surprisingly. I didn't know that was going to be a thing. But if you find my podcast, Plumescast, I do curse a lot. Just kind of the way that I talk. But hey, I feel much more professional sitting in front of a professional audience here. <laughs> Plus, to be honest, I didn't fully read through all the terms of services. And you know, I don't know if cussing is allowed on this platform. So you know, your boy, your boy might be censoring himself a little bit. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's much scarier when you are support. You like you are the support for a loved one. Your insurance that you're getting from this company is what's keeping them alive. It is beyond terrifying. And that's why I cannot stress this enough. When it is time for you to go, when you are unhappy with your job, and you are not getting the respect you deserve, or you're not getting the money, or you're working way too hard, and your work-life balance is all amok, by all means, there is nothing wrong with reaching out to other companies and being like, hey, this is my situation. What is your insurance policy like? And find a company that will best support your needs. Because here's the thing too, guys. 
and this will be my closing point because unfortunately I do have to wrap things up, but you are fully okay just as I've talked about early on that this is a business agreement. You yourself can agree to a job. You also have the right to disagree. And you can go through the full interview process. Yo, if it doesn't feel right in your chest, if you feel like even it's remotely sketch, by all means, you can say no to a job offer and say, hey, thank you for interviewing me. Thank you for this opportunity. But this is not what I need. And your job search continues on. So long as you have a job, or even if you lost, like, that's the thing. If you are working now and you are ready to leave your job, do not leave that job until you have another one lined up in a place that works better for you. Negotiate these things, guys. You have that power. Again, this is a business agreement. Oh, my lord. (laughs) What? Alright, so this is coming from Twitch. Raymu just says, So, wisdom viewers, just so you know, we have received confirmation from the Pure Land that Seth here is the Matriya Buddha, the Mandi, and one of the three Sayushant rolled into a person. I don't understand what any of that means, but hopefully it's good. <laughs> oh, Lord. But no, I've had a lot of fun talking about all this with you guys. And truly, I hope you know, I've inspired some of you to maybe consider leaving your job. Again, you have every right to say, hey, I want to leave this job, or right now is not the right time, or, you know, when you're applying for different jobs, if you have the luxury of having a job while you're looking, then A, you know, shop around. It's like buying a car. The first car you find may be perfect, but maybe it doesn't drive right. Well, go to another dealership, you know, and talk to people. You know, you might find, say, for example, you love Toyotas, which you should. They're great cars. But say you like Toyotas and you don't like the way you're being talked to at your Toyota dealership. There's so many more out there that is an allusion to your job. You might be in accounting. You might be in, you know... You might be in accounting, you might be in HR, you might be a salesperson, you might be a cleaner. And <laughs> I gotta read what Raymond said in a minute. But you might be any job, any position. The reality of it is, is that job exists at other locations. You might not like how company A treats your position. Go find company B. And even if you're out of work, If you still have money, like, and that's the thing too. If you're out of work and you were trying to find a place, sometimes you got to bite the bullet and take the first opportunity. But that does not mean that's going to be your end. That's just a stepping stone to finding your best job and finding your happiness. And it is 100% okay to stay at a job for two weeks while you find yourself the best job. And by the way, little fun fact. Speaking as a, you know, 27-year-old who's gone through so many different jobs, you don't have to put every job that you've done on your resume. Like, I don't recommend lying on your resume, but hey, saying that you worked at a job for two weeks doesn't look good. And honestly, 
let's be fair, a company does not care if you've worked at a job for six months. If they interview you and like, hey, there's a gap in your, you know, resume, what happened? You can be upfront with them and be like, yeah, no, I was working at this job. It didn't work out. Okay, cool. You were responsible. You were respectful. You just didn't want to include it because, hey, guess what? Maybe it doesn't do anything with the job you're applying for. It's a whole bunch of reasons. But anyway, to say what Ramu said, sees and reads the word Buddha. Oh, gee, Ramu, I hope that's the Matia Buddha is a good thing. That could be an evil person. I don't know, man. You know? <laughs> but I truly do want to say... This has been a wonderful conversation. I've had so much fun talking about this with everybody. And of course, you know, to my Twitch viewers right now, to my Wisdomers, guys, seriously, thank you so much for being here. I hope I have inspired and maybe given you a little more resolve to leave your current position, if you're considering it. But, of course, it is time for the outro. So, guys, seriously, to all the Wisdomers out there, To all my Twitch viewers, thank you so much for everything. And remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Wisdom, and TikTok. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, because that's apparently a thing, and Audible, with the same place you get your books, <laughs> and soon to be YouTube. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everybody, have a great night. Take care and bye bye.